You're with Ayanda Ali Payne. Indeed, you are. Lots happening. So let's fill you in in case you missed it. I'm joined now by a friend of the show, also Senior Public Relations Specialist at Ditsako Media, she's been keeping a close watch of some of the trending topics as well. A very good afternoon to you as always. Welcome, welcome. What do you have for us? Hi, how are you? Mm, good, thanks. Sis. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Working, working as always. Working is good. Working is very, very good. What have you found in your search and your exploits as you work? Hey, you know, um, social media is busy today, but uh, we seem to be back on. It's also interesting because social media and the, the trends that we have reflect almost, if you may, the state of the nation, you know, in terms of where we are and what's happening. And we have two cases today of sort of women abuse and so on that have come up. The mm. first one is a well-known case. One was um, trending today, and a lot of people didn't quite understand why. And it turns out that music stars... Uh, as you would know them, Oman Pinta and Beirut Wotumo are doing a tour that they have called Bonnie and Clyde. Um, and they'll be teaming up for this tour and just going over, going around all over the country. Um, their manager, the manager for Oman Pinta has said it will be one of the biggest tours in South African history. And people have just been... Appalled is, I mean, not even appalled necessarily, but just saying what what is going on, you know, mm. with these people and that they're commercializing they abuse. Yeah, 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 which is, is what um, Esco Bella said. He said they're seriously commercializing this abuse thing. And someone had the goal to tell me I'm wrong about us as society using victimhood as a currency now. Mm. Which is interesting, you know, because you are using something that's really painful, something that's a big, big uh, issue in South Africa specifically, but all over the world, to, I mean, you just can't, it's difficult to understand Mm. what is actually happening with that story there. But uh, a lot of people have come out and they said, I will not be supporting this because it's just a sore point. Um, And yeah. It's it's very interesting. So I'm going to try and describe the poster because there's a poster that accompanies this yeah. whole uh, media launch of theirs. Bonnie and Clyde, you have Mambincha there in what looks like a, a velvety or a fur coat. They are dressed in black. Um, there's sort of uh, red shadows in the background there. Very ominous figures looming large over this tiny, petite-looking babes with Duma, who's also a stunner next to him. It, it sort of has this mafia feel. Um, the, the, the big dog there. And his hot young thing on the side, and uh, you know, it, it it tries to make it look very Hollywood, very uh, what's what's the word? I don't I don't know. It, it looks it's unlike them because they they're, they're mainly Guaido stars or Chrome stars, etc. But you have them here, uh, sort of leash, unleashing something that's larger than life, as it were. Mm-hmm. And it's quite interesting to me because I know overseas, you know, in the US, um, bad news is, is it also sells. Hey, they say there's no such thing as bad news. You know, there's no yeah. such 
yeah. thing as bad publicity. You know, any publicity is good publicity. So it, it, it makes it look like they're using all this negative publicity around them to to create a movement, you know, to create this new um, brand, this Bonnie and Clyde brand. It worked, you know, in other parts of the world. So whenever you had Britney Spears falling apart or misbehaving, you know, the sales would shoot up. Or you have yeah. Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown and all that drama, and it would also translate into sales or Tupac or whatever. I don't know if the South African market is able to do that. I don't know if, if bad publicity would bode well for them and would help them increase their sales. It would be a very interesting one to watch, but you're right. A lot of people saying, this is just not going to work. I'm not going to support this, and uh, I don't know who is going to support it. A lot of people are coming out saying, um, I think it's Colin saying, if South Africans attend this, then I will wash my hands. We uh, we are so forgiving, Gonje, you know. Uh, Colin M on Twitter commenting on that one. So it's very interesting, very interesting one to watch. It is, and it, it also leads really um, interestingly to the next uh, trending topic that's been going on today, which was microwave boys. And there were a lot of people who were so confused as to what is microwave boys? Who are they? Is it about a microwave? What you know? What's going on? Mm. So I did a, a bit of research, and said that it's, a, it's an online uh, show with two. It, it, there's three um, presenters in it by the name of Larry, Paga, and Sipo. Mm-hmm. And they just, the, the show just follows local youth culture and entertainment. They speak, they've had, um, you know, Casper Nervist as one of their guests. So they just speak about what's happening in the local hip-hop industry and youth mm-hmm. culture and so on. Uh, and now recently, one of them uh, has been caught in quite a, an unfortunate uh, situation where his girlfriend has come out to say that he has physically abused her mm. uh, and did so when she was five months pregnant with their baby, but that she's now coming out because he just refuses to uh, support their child. Mm. And that the main reason she's coming out with her story is for that. And what's been interesting there is the responses from the two other group members now who've come out and just said, they're done with the show because they will not tolerate oh. working with an abuser. And I found that interesting. Um, both of them are men, mm. uh, and they have been friends, obviously, for quite some time because the show has had over 80 episodes mm-hmm. um, since since last year, and it's quite, a, it's quite big. It's got a huge following, and they've come out. I mean, Taga came out and he said, I'm too shocked by this. I've never condoned abuse, and I won't start today. Noxie, you're brave for coming out and sharing your truth. I'm not afraid to call Larry out, and what he has done is appalling. Episode 80 was out was was our last episode, so he is walking away from the show. And those people have come out and said, "But why will you end the show because of one person?" So that's an interesting one there that a lot of people would look at if your colleague has now come out and it's, or somebody you work with, a partner, yeah. it turns out that they're abusive, do you walk away from that relationship? Very interesting indeed. And I'm just reading some of the, the tweets by this young uh, girl, Unoxi. Um, harrowing, harrowing details, mm-hmm. step by step. It's a thread of about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, odd uh, tweets where she goes into detail um, as to exactly what she went through. And and I think it's uh, shocking is just an understatement. It's a huge understatement. I think we, it is time that we have a discussion or conversation what we do about those who are 
abuse others, you know, and we know them. People are saying, don't just call them out on Twitter and continue being their friends on the side. What kind of help do you get them? What kind of intervention should you do? Because on the one side, you go and do a babes what do more and you intervene and then they go and do a Bonnie and Clyde. But on the other side, you then <laughs> keep quiet and not assist in Noxie's case and then you do more damage. So I think it, it, it warrants a broader discussion as to how must we respond when we do see a case of domestic violence? What is the procedure? Uh, where is the access to help and how do we intervene? I do definitely think it's something that we as South Africans should talk about, especially knowing the rate of femicide in the country, knowing the rate of domestic abuse and violence against women. Mm. It's something I think the one thing we can all agree on is it's, it's definitely a social ill that we must oh, yes. all rally um, out against together. And I think when we come out as a collective and we say, no, it's wrong, because we have a culture where it's happening to the next door neighbor mm. and everyone else in the community knows, but they turn a blind eye. But maybe a case of shunning in society. We either we try to get you to get the help that you need mm-hmm. or we just no longer interact with the abuser so that they know that it is not accepted because when you keep quiet, you are also, I mean, complicit in what's yeah. going on, unfortunately. Uh, so I do rally up against these people who are saying, we will no longer be working with you. Mm. And hopefully then that will force him to get the help that he needs or force him to start doing better as a man and as a father, more importantly. Right. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'd like to get into matters of a certain high school and the renaming thereof. It's 24 minutes after one. Life Happens with Ayanda Ali Payne. Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. In case you missed it, we take you through some of the trending topics on social media today. We're still joined in conversation uh, by uh, Siboni Silongubani from Edith Media, also a great friend of the show. Uh, very quickly, talk to me about what's happening with regards to the renaming of, is it uh, Hendrik Furvut High School? Yes, mm. that's now been renamed. You know that South Africa is a difficult past with apartheid and so on, and that some of the names that we're using now for streets and buildings and so on are names of the people who were architects of apartheid, as it is with um, this particular school. Um, and so the minister, or the, the MEC rather, of education has finally um, approved the renaming of the high school, which was named after Fulwood. And it will now be, let me just find the, the correct name for it, but it will be not be rear today of secondary school. But the main thing around it, I mean, you, it, the same thing happened with the Graham Town, which is now Makanda, um, uh, and that was renamed because of the terrible past and the, the, the things that the man Graham has done. So people have just been responding to that and some a few saying that it's good because these names um, sort of portray a really difficult past and they hold memories that we would rather um, forget. And then uh, some people saying, uh, I mean, there's a, a Jeanine Fraser there who says, what a way to go. I don't agree with what her food did, but SA cannot afford to waste money on renaming schools, airports and roads where there is common sense here. Where is the common sense? put the money towards new roads and schools. That is an interesting perspective as well. And a lot of people come out and say, no, but it holds a difficult past and it's something that we'd like to move on from. And then another question is, how much does renaming a school really cost anyway? Because it's not like you put a new infrastructure. So I do think that 
above renaming the schools, then we also need to start teaching the history of why these things are happening. So even the kids that are in the school understand um, the context behind the name and um, the context behind the new name as well. Mm. I just, yeah, I just find that some people can be very insensitive, hey? If Mm. they don't understand how hurtful a name like Hendrik Furvut can be. You know, mm-hmm. it is akin to having a Adolf Hitler high school, right? Where a Jewish exactly. child has to walk past that school every day or live in that area and see that name every day, you know, or, or the grandparents who may have lived through uh, that ordeal having to see it every day. Or if, dare I say, you know, you've been a victim of sexual assault and the name of the one who abused you is, uh, you know, strewn across a building, you know, and you have to drive past that building every day as a reminder. And then we're told, just get over it, you know, just get on it. You know, apartheid is gone, just move on. How are we to move on when the symbols, you know, of, 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 the, of the great human rights violation, you know, and crime against humanity are all around for us to see and witness? Yes, there are those monuments that we cannot do anything about and we've been able to redeem, you know, the likes of the union buildings, uh, the likes of parliament, we've been able to reclaim as our own. But there are those that, you know, you need to actively change because there's no way that you can redeem that. How do you still go to Hendrik Verwut School in South Africa in 2019? It's it's shocking. Let's have that conversation. The conversation must even happen where you are trying to make people understand and we must also point out that the excuse of saying we should be putting this money towards this and that and so on, we can't move on if we have failed, mm. you know, to to right the wrongs of the past as best as we can and forge on a new path. I mean, to completely neglect the legacy of a past in a bit to move on makes no sense. We must deal with it. Um, yeah. And we must right those wrongs and we must change as much of it as we can so that when we are moving on, we are moving on, you know, knowing that we have dealt with the things of the past and that they're not facing us every single day. I mean, yeah. um, there's some Twitter people also mentioned there's two other places that are named often that they see on a daily. And this lady was saying it just pains her and she hopes. Mm that those will be changed as well. And, yeah. I, and I totally agree. Yeah, it is part of that reconciliation project. I've always been of the view that as South Africa, we just put a band-aid over a gaping yeah. wound and didn't really dress that wound appropriately enough. And that's why we see its manifestation um, now, you know, coming out in, in, in race relations that leave much to be desired. And in, in a government year, too, I mean, really, 25 years into democracy, you're only changing the name now. So yeah. they also have a lot to, to speak about. They, they, they also have dropped the ball when it comes to a few things. Because if this had happened in 95, 96, 97, we would not be so aghast, you know, aghast about it and shocked and horrified because we would have known that it's it's what needs to happen. Hey, anyway, we've run out of time. So I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Hey, I get emotional when it comes to these things. Thanks so much for the heads up. Let me get my... Husa, breathe in, breathe, breathe out. Breathe, yes. Utila Saku standing by with the latest headlines. It is 29 minutes to two.